Welcome to Behind the Lectern. Since 2006, your host, Jeff Klein, has been working with speakers at all levels, from beginners to Toastmasters International Award winners, from experts to National Speaker Association Hall of Famers. In each episode, Jeff introduces you to some of these speakers as you learn about their speaker journey, how they got started, where they came from, where they're going, and more. Take the lessons they have learned on their way to help you with your own path to make speaking work for you. Let's get started. Jeff Klein here for the Behind the Lectern. Uh, we're by speakers for speakers, and I'm excited to have here as our guest, Paulette Ensign. And Paulette is our newest expert that we're going to learn from, and we're going to the learn about her speaker journey and we got a couple of folks in our studio audience, Bill Harrison and Lorraine Durnford Hill, got that right. And we're international once again, because we have Canada and the US represented. We, our first episode was also international. So we're, can't have nothing but gratitude for that. Uh, Paulette's introduction. Paulette is uh, Tips at Tips Products International and its founder and owner Paulette Ensign helps subject matter experts like us, convert our knowledge and content into cash online and offline in new and unique income streams, marketing tools, or both with less attachment to the calendar and the clock. So let's welcome Paulette Ensign. And I, I keep forgetting, one of these days I'm going to remember to get a thunderous applause recording <laughs> for, uh, for introducing people and the, the Coliseum will go crazy. We'll all say thanks uh, and welcome to Paulette Ensign. Hi, Hi Paulette. Jeff. How are you doing today? Wonderful. I'm so glad your roommate was able to join us. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> a little needy right now, and the other one will probably show up soon as well. Uh-huh. Um, let's. Uh, so, how did you, or well, tell me a little bit how you got into speaking or into the speaking industry? Well, it was a very natural evolution for me because. Uh, speaking was involved in my second and third careers of the three I've had so far. Teaching was the first one. So I taught string instruments in public elementary schools for about 11 years. And that's the only paper I have for any of my, my careers that I've uh, gone from one to the next to the next, sometimes in very obvious bridges and other times not so much. Nevertheless, as a firstborn, I love being a trailblazer, uh, bringing new ideas to environments to the delight and dismay of the one boss I ever had. He could not decide whether to (laughs) be thrilled or to cry when I finally resigned. Um, I loved the kids. The adults were a different conversation. Um, So I am someone who does enjoy teaching and everything I've done has been teaching. It just looked different. Right. So I have two degrees in music education. I taught third, fourth, fifth graders how to play the violin, viola, cello, and bass. No, I do not play anymore. And no, it's not too bad. You can tell that I've heard that response from some folks, and that's more a projection of their feelings than mine. Um, I don't reread books either. So (laughs) once I go through it, that's the experience. When I decided to leave teaching, 
I decided in September and I knew throughout the entire academic year behind my teeth, I was just kind of grinning all the time, knowing that uh, I had made my decision. Senioritis, right? <laughs> oh, what did you say? You call it senioritis when you're a student. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that was accurate. So what I went to, I, I left something. I didn't go to something consciously. And what I did land on next was I was a professional organizing and productivity consultant very early in that industry, very early in 1983. Wow. Uh, I formed the New York chapter of the National Association of Professional Organizers, which was the only chapter outside of California at that time. And I was outside of California at that time, which I definitely resolved. Um, 25 years ago, I moved to San Diego and never looked back. Um, snow here is a choice rather than it is on the East Coast and in the North. So this just suits me much better. At any rate, uh, as a professional organizer, I wanted to immediately go into doing hands-on work and consulting. And it turned out that a lot of my friends who saw what I was doing with different things, they wanted to know also. So I started to do classes and there I was teaching again and speaking. And one thing led to another, which led to my third career, which has been all about tips booklets and tips products. So what ended up happening that is just so, such a wonderful divine download as far as I'm concerned, uh, in the early 90s, the sales cycle for speaking and consulting got longer and longer. And I had formed these habits called paying the rent and eating, and I wasn't eager to break either of them. So I got this gift and it was called a person walking past me holding a tips booklet that was about improving your business communication skills. And I said, oh, look at that. I could do one of those on organizing. I had no idea how. I did not have a plan at all. I, my plan was to wake up in the morning and determine what the next indicated step was. I also didn't have two nickels to rub together. So at that point, when I started to get results with this booklet that I wrote, again, my colleagues, friends wanted to know how I did it. And they were certainly not interested in paying me a consulting fee. So I put together a manual and yes, I put together a class. And I was speaking earlier as a professional organizer, as one of the veteran members very soon into it, uh, where I had a level of expertise that people coming in didn't quite have yet. It was in, in some cases, to a third grader, a fourth grader is goddess. So I was just slightly ahead of where folks were. But that was good enough for me and for them. Uh, the speaking was something that I always enjoyed doing. What I never effectively learned how to do was to sell from the stage. So the entire situation of having to put on professional clothing and makeup and go someplace, no matter what the weather was, and put the face on, 
which I'm sure we can all relate to, was all well and good, but I felt that my ego finally had been sated, had been saturated, had been satisfied, and I needed bucks. I needed money. So the booklet situation, I want to give you just what the first two years were like, because there was a pivot, a massive pivot that changed my entire business model at the end of the first year. So the first year, again, I had no money, so I couldn't buy advertising, which turned out to be a good thing because it's a great tagline that I have now, up in the past 30 years, sold well over a million and a half copies of one booklet in various languages and formats without spending a penny on advertising. It's kind of like when somebody is proselytizing and comes to your door and right. you know you want to come up with an answer that is going to be uh, polite enough and yet very solid. Well, and so, it's attractive to those of us who network because that's also you know the low the other low cost way to grow your yeah. business is networking and speaking. Yeah. yeah. So I sold over a million and a half copies without spending a penny on advertising, and that happened because after going after. Um, editors in magazines and sending them a copy and a cover letter and they would take excerpts from the booklet and write articles in their publications. I sold 50,000 copies that way. Got into all kinds of opportunities I could not have done otherwise. That's cool. However, here's the pivot point. And this is where we then really talk about how speakers can benefit most directly from the tips, the information that you're giving away free. I count on it. You are doing that unwittingly in many cases. There's money in them, our hills. At any rate, the end of the first year, somebody sent me a check for $1,000 instead of $5. Well, I was national president of the National Association of Professional Organizers at that time, national president. I had access. What I didn't have was knowledge. Good news and bad news is I never worked in a corporation. I didn't know their language. I didn't know their standard operating procedures. But this person who sent me a thousand bucks, I had to call him to find out what he thought he was buying, first of all. Second of all, he never, ever, ever would have made it onto my target market list. Hmm. He had nothing to do with organizing, nothing. He was an electrical manufacturer's rep firm in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> His money cleared my checking account beautifully. What he wanted to do was he wanted to use this booklet, 110 Ideas for Organizing Your Business Life, as that year's holiday greeting to his clients, to his colleagues, to his prospects, to his family, to his former family, to his friends, his enemies, everybody. And he wanted to have my company put his company name and phone number on the cover. This was 1991. The internet wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. He then said to me, Paulette, and he was a delightful guy. He said, Paulette, I have a big favor to ask you. I said, yeah. He said, would it be okay with you if we leave your name and contact information in the booklet? Uh, yeah, that would be fine. 
<laughs> you want to send me out to 2,500 directions that I couldn't access otherwise? Uh, yeah. From that point on, the only way anyone could ever get a single copy of my booklet was as a download. From that point on, the business model was selling in bulk to companies and associations and also licensing the content. Hmm. One thing led to another. I continue to provide services done for you of solo author booklets and also the booklet version of these big collaborative books that have become so popular over the years. 16-page booklet that fits in a number 10 envelope. This looks gigantic next to my face like this. It's only four inches by nine inches. I, I realized that recently. It was like, uh, this looks huge. Um, at any rate, it fits yeah. in a number 10 envelope. And next to a book and people, we can really see the difference. Yeah, yeah. And it's not anywhere near as expensive as participating in one of those big collaborative books. And we also, over the years, have been providing um, not only printed copies, but downloadable copies of the written content. And also, I tend to hire and include in whatever work we're doing, um, the audio. I hire a professional voiceover audio talent to record the content so that my clients, my subject matter experts have the facility and the ability to distribute their information in a variety of delivery formats. We even do card decks. And I had a children's author last year who was a client. We created a jigsaw puzzle from the art from a two-page spread of her book. All of those products. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. thinking a calendar would be fun as well. Well, it can be. It just depends. Yeah. Very so cool. I'm giving you some longer answers than you might. No, no, that's OK. Ask. That's the, the whole point of this uh, format is to be able to, to talk at length about stuff that people want to learn about at length. Uh, you know, my uh, uh, we all have we, we need to hear other people's journeys to be able to, uh, you know, help ours, you know, help, help us and, and new folks along the way and. And the thing too, Jeff, that's so important is that each one of the four of us has our expertise. I know stuff none of you know, and Absolutely. you know stuff that I have no clue about. And I want to give you an example because it's important lead in to the content that you are now already giving away. A couple of years ago, we went. I went to the county fair, which is a very, very big fair here in San Diego. And a close friend of mine who is more of a book smart person and not so big on the practical side. Me, I'm more on the let's figure it out and, you know, tell me the high points of your research so that. So she said to me, and I don't remember the context of the conversation, but she said, well, you know, you could use white vinegar on that stain. And I looked at her like she had 12 heads. I said, what are you talking about? She said, well, you do know white vinegar is a cleaning agent, don't you? And I said, let me break it to you gently. Cleaning house was not in the top thousand descriptors of my mother. Therefore, she could not teach me what she did not know. <laughs> so no, 
this is the first time, you know, and I was already at that point in my 60s. And I said to her, thank you for sharing this with me. You know, now we're each above average intelligent people. It was a piece of information, though, that I just never learned. Now, why that's important to mention to our audience here today, both live and um, listening to the replay, it can be very easy assumption to make that what you're sharing, doesn't everybody know? No, they don't. They don't. So my premise is to, and this is a rare absolute coming up here out of my mouth, to always encourage any subject matter expert to start with their most basic information in the tips that you share, it, regardless of what delivery format, whether it is speaking, whether it is written, whether it is audio rec recording, whether it is a card deck of tips, start with your most basic information. And the value of this information is one of three possibilities. It's either brand new information for the recipient, it's a reminder of information that they know and forgot, or it's confirmation that a perceived expert just confirmed that what they know, oh man, I'm hot spit. This expert just told me some information that I already knew and I use every day, and they're just puffing their chest out with all kinds of pride. Think back on the fact that you and I did not come out of our mothers knowing what we know today. So Absolutely. you know a lot of stuff over time. The yeah. people that are coming to you, this is a first time event in bumping up against your expertise. Plus business wise, when you start basic, your next iteration can be intermediate knowledge. The next iteration can be advanced and so forth. So you've got an extended length of life of your customer. Well, and all that's also about knowing your audience and, yep. and who you're trying to influence, you know, when, when yep. you, you know, you some, and very often, you know, when I, when I do a training, I'll, you know, again, I'll start at the basics, even if there are people in the room who know, who know more. Because you have to, you have to, uh, especially with training, you have to make sure that the, the, the person who knows the least doesn't get left behind. Exactly. And the one who knows a lot doesn't get too bored too fast. That too. That's, and absolutely. Again, know your audience, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's not possible to truly know the audience. So what you just described, Jeff, is a, a universal good approach. Sure. Well, and we're talking about marketing. So, you know, if the, the, you need to market with a laser, not with a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've been talking about tips and you may be wondering what my definition of a tip is. It's a bit of knowledge from your expertise or experience and less is more when someone first comes to you. Less is more. As a follow up to my comment referencing my previous business as a professional organizer. Here's an example of a tip. Take the biggest item out of the pile first. 
it will provide you motivation to keep going. Now, that's a pretty simple tip. I can't tell you how many people never thought about that. They just oh, well, didn't. In, in that in that in that instance, the where to start is a big is a really big. That's question. right. So the value of that, it's time saving, it's motivating, it's all kinds of things. And the formula, the Paul Edinson formula for writing a tip goes like this. Start one sentence with a positive verb telling the reader or listener what to do. The second sentence explains why or how. There were 22 words modeling that formula just now. Okay. When, when you notice that you're starting tips with the word don't or avoid, think about what it is you want them to do. I know that in my lifetime, I've had challenges with um, maintaining a healthy weight. And I know what not to eat. So if you just say, don't eat sugar, don't eat carbo refined carbohydrates, don't eat this, what am I left with? Eating dirt. It's not <laughs> helpful. <laughs> so when you notice that you are coming up with a litany of don't, consciously ask yourself, what do I want the reader yeah, or the do? listener to do? Well, and there's much more yeah. helpful. And there's all the law of attraction stuff where the, if you're using don't, you're manifesting the don't, you know, don't waste time. Well, you're going to waste time. And yeah. you keep saying yeah. the word waste to words, waste time. Whereas use your time more wisely is the, the yeah. affirmative version of that. So some people have said to me, Paula, don't you get nervous and worried that people are just going to go off and do the tips on their own and, you know, not make use of whatever support your company can provide. What I've come to realize, the healthier I've gotten in a lot of ways, is have a good time. Write the tips. First of all, you're going to screw them up. I will promise you that. You will. You'll make it 100 words. You'll have all kinds of other negatives starting it. You'll make it way too long. You, you will screw it up based on not following what I just advised. So that's good because we know how to edit here and we do that very easily for people. And then some folks say, well, you know, I already have a publishing company. Well, great, congratulations, blessings on your head. Then you got a product, fabulous. Secret sauce though, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> that's where I've spent 30 years making this secret sauce. You know how like when you make spaghetti sauce, even though if it's the same ingredients, turns out different every time? Never same the same, thing. yep. Same thing with this. I've got a noodle kugel recipe that I make that it's the same ingredients that are measured out. My former sister-in-law tells me she cannot make it the way I do. So, yeah. you know, if you want to create the manuscript of 52 tips for a solo booklet, or you want to think ahead about three tips for a collaborative booklet, fabulous. You're that further, that much further ahead, that much further ahead. What my experiences bring though is, I think you heard me say I sold over a million and a half copies. 
You probably want to know a little bit about how I did that. And as a marketing tool, how does that work? So I want to give you some examples right now so that you get a sense of it. And okay. I know. I, I do want to mention it, uh, just that, that we are doing the, the uh, speaker, the first edition of the Speaker Co-op book of tips. So uh, Brooklet of tips. So start be thinking about that as you're listening to Paulette. So thank you, Jeff, first of all. And thank you for making that correction. I know that it's hard because people do think about books and may not even know about booklets. I know that when I am typing on my computer, if I try to write the word book, it comes out booklets. <laughs> because <laughs> that's been my life. Right. <laughs> my fingers automatically just fill in, you know, um, automatic autofill. You know, it's just like, no, it's booklets. No, it's not. That's a book I'm talking about this time. Anyway, and I want to say this before I go on about how to use the tips. Anyone who ever works with me directly, I don't charge extra for the humor. It's just built in. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just part, it's a value-added. Important safety tip, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so how to use these tips for marketing, whether it's your books, whether it is your speaking, whether it is any other products that you may have created already or are thinking of, how to use these for marketing and making money. Can't do anything if you don't have enough money. It's a real stifling experience. I don't know if you have experienced it. I have in my life. I choose not. So at any rate, when you've got 52 tips, anybody want to take a guess at why 52 might be an appealing, attractive, useful number of tips? Once a week. Yes, thank you. I can't tell you how many people have looked at that and gone, uh, uh, <laughs> and then I go, how many weeks are there in a year? By having 52 tips, you can drip a tip on your list each week. You can use it to drip a tip on social media as a joint venture with someone else or print media or make it a paid subscription. Now, everything that I suggested just now for your company to do, so could a manufacturer. You can license the use of that 52 tip manuscript before it ever gets formatted beyond a Word doc. You, it's a saleable item and licensing is renting your owned content. It's like owning an apartment building. You own it, you rent out the individual units. You continue to own it and you get paid for renting out your content or your ownership of the, the apartments. It always belongs to you. you so bet. everything I just mentioned about drip a tip on your list or on your social media or as a joint venture or print media, so could a manufacturing department, uh, marketing department, or an association do with your content. You're the expert. You have leverage with that. So yes, you may want to uh, test it out 
within your own company and also to determine who to talk to high up in the ranks in the marketing and or in, in an association in the membership department. There's ways for that to be useful to generate mission-related non-dues revenue for the association, mission-related because the topic aligns with whatever the mission is of that organization. And that's a tax situation. I won't go into further depth with it, depth with it now. So dripping a tip on those, those directions, licensing, as I mentioned just now, to a company or organization who pays you to use it in the ways mentioned just now. And by the way, licensing can be very lucrative, very lucrative. Um, I have made four, five, four and five digit licensing deals. I love those. <laughs> did it once and it just rinse and repeat yeah. just keep finding new entities and there's a colleague in the publishing industry who shared with me that she's got a client who's an IT person who made a six digit licensing deal for the use of a certain percentage of his blog for crying out loud now mm. there's a lot more money in some industries than others IT happens to be one of them. So there's, there's money in them, there are hills for sure. Um, using your product line, same content for different delivery formats. And we started to chat a little bit about that a moment ago. Booklet, card deck, audio recording, crossword puzzle, as what you think could be the clues. Playing cards. It's endless. Endless, absolutely endless. And selling in bulk and licensing to organizations for them to use promotionally or educationally, including to their vendors. Imagine this, you've got an industrial cleaning company that goes into buildings and cleans offices. Don't you think that that vendor might at least consider the possibility of creating a tips booklet about the value of having an outside company come in. And it's not, it's, it's educational marketing. Educational marketing is you're sharing expertise that's marketing you at the same time, where it's not an ad, it's not an advertisement, except it is. You follow on that one? Yep, absolutely. Okay. So you can suggest whoever it is that you are selling or licensing your content to, you can suggest that your content be used as a gift with purchase for a new customer. When someone's joined the mailing list, imagine a gigantic manufacturing company who has a list of prospects and a different list of customers. Two different reasons for wanting to drip on those lists. Mm -hmm. One is to keep those customers coming back and stay top of mind. The other for the prospects is we want to make whatever that product is more appealing to take the step and buy it. One other thing that um, is really important for speakers to keep in mind 
no matter how much the decision maker who hires speakers loves you, loves your content, thinks you'd be perfect for their audience, there's this thing called budget. They may not have or think or believe they don't have the budget to hire you as a speaker at the moment. Having a product that is representing your expertise is typically a less expensive option to offer and a longer shelf life of your existence to that audience that you were going to speak to. So, and often the product comes from a different budget line item than what speaking or training does. So that's one of many reasons to have some product that has your tips in it. And there's lots and lots more reasons for that and ways you can use it. You notice I did not say, nor am I going to say at the moment, um, any great yay raw about selling these things back of room. That's what I did my first year. I sold single copy sales one at a time to end user. By selling in bulk, you help more people more easily, including yourself, and you fatten out your bottom line in your checkbook. So that's the many, many reasons beyond that, but those are ones that are very easy to understand of how and why, and by the way, Everything I've said so far, and will continue to say, that's just in English. Right. My guess is that since we've got folks along the southern border here, and we've got folks above the northern border, you each can relate to non-English speakers. And when you're talking, for instance, to a supplier of things that parents buy for their children, whether it's children's clothing, whether it is toys, whether whatever, and that Lorraine, you are suggesting that your booklet or audio or card deck or whatever is included as a value added when a customer buys whatever it is. All of a sudden, that manufacturer and or retailer has elevated themselves in the life of that recipient. And Bill, with you wanting to help people live the best lives they possibly can and do no harm <laughs> to anyone else in the process of that. You've got endless possibilities. Your challenge may very well be to narrow down the directions to go. And in that situation, the ones who are the most fun and love you the most, that's a starting point as far as I'm concerned. The easiest ones to do business with that gives you joy while you're helping people broaden their joyful experiences in their own lives. Is man, I don't do business with people I don't like anymore. I don't have to. <laughs> or, or who have mental health diagnoses <laughs> enough to be. I got one of those last well, year. That's another booklet. Yeah, it really is. It really is. 
um, if you really want to be around that environment. I had the poster girl for narcissism, I'll tell you. Mm. And it was not a pleasant experience at all. Yeah, um, long time I was member. glad it was a three-month engagement. Done. Yeah, we have a longtime member, Lori Van, who does that kind of work. And yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's great. Um, it's not something that is easy to do if you don't have good training and are not drawn to it. You know, that's like people who teach middle school, you know. They have a calling to do that. <laughs> that is not something everybody can do or wants to do. <laughs> think, that can uh, be cruel and unusual punishment in some situations. So, um, and you can see I have no opinions about any of that, right? So when you have uh, events that you are involved with, whether it is you're producing an event, which can be a challenge, and I understand that. However, there are folks who do do that. You may be among them, or you may be in a position to provide some of the following information to the producer of an event and add value for them, which makes you a whole lot more likable than you already were. So for instance, with events, educational marketing, again, you're one of possibly other speakers, one among many. You might want to suggest that the producer gathers tips from each of the speakers and uses those tips in their marketing of the event. If they do a swag box or a swag bag, include a tip card in that. One tip card and build maybe a contest around it. I mean, interactive kinds of things that is based in educational marketing. Ask people to send a tip when they register. Again, interactive. Compile and distribute the tips as a bonus or send tips in full or drip as a follow-up after the event. Offer compiled tips from prior events as the VIP bonus. So when you provide these ideas or others that you come up with to the producer who invited you to speak, don't you think that you've really made a love connection there? <laughs> you know, and you distinguish yourself from among the crowd because a lot of people don't know and don't think about this stuff. So when you come and you share ideas to help broaden out the audience, you better believe you elevated yourself in the eyes of whoever has said, I want you to be one of the speakers. So, Jeff. Yes, ma'am. What else do you want to ask me? I was actually going to open it up to Bill and Lorraine and see if they had a question. Okay. Take yourself off mute if you do want to ask a question or share an idea, too. That's a possibility. Yeah. For me, I just loved all that information. It, it just, my, my brain's going, boop, 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 like things I'd never thought of. Um, you know, I, I actually started writing down some of my 52 tips. There you, you go. Know, I, it just, just started going, wow, oh, I could do that. Yeah, fill your toolbox you know, the anger thermometer, you know, underlying issues, like it just went, blah, blah, blah. 
So my mind is is spinning right now. So I really appreciate I love that hearing that. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I love hearing that. How about you, Bill? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, that, that's true. I think that uh, uh, giving people a little upfront that uh, you know here, here's a here's a, a free sample, and uh, let me let, let me go a little deeper with you on that and. Uh, uh, that's kind of what we do. My, my situation is a little bit unique in that uh, <clears throat> I have been uh, comfortably retired for about 11 years now after a, a lengthy career in a number of different industries, uh, which included several periods of unemployment uh, in, in that process. And so the primary thing that I do is work with a friend of mine who is a, uh, a Gallup Strengths coach, a certified Gallup Strengths coach, to work with people that... Uh, or in job transition, or uh, unhappy with the job that they're in. Yeah, that's an amazing tips on what they need to do, uh, and how you go about doing that these days, which is totally different than it was uh, the last time that I was out looking for a job in '98. That's for sure. Uh, it's all it's all uh, interactive. It's all online, uh, and you need to uh, be proactive with it rather than just. Uh, um, submitting resumes here and there because uh, yeah. that's not how you find the, the jobs that are out there. Uh, the recruiters tell us 70 to 80% of the opportunities out there are never posted anywhere mm -hmm. or anything. So you need to go find wow. them. And it's all about networking. That's, that's primarily the, yes, sir. I use, <clears throat> um, uh, Jeff put me on to a local networking group here that I've been enjoying quite a bit, but it's all, uh, uh, business owners, mostly small businesses or solo entrepreneurs, uh, the purpose of which is not only to let everybody give a little 30-second uh, intro of themselves, but to encourage them to do one-on-ones with people, get to know them well enough to be able to not only uh, to uh, refer them, but also to recommend them. For sure. And that works very well uh, when people know what you do. Uh, then uh, if they come across somebody that's in need of that, they can recommend you to them. And that's been uh, uh, pretty successful. It doesn't cost anything other than cost of lunch. Going, going to right. <laughs> Which uh, so, Bill, I'm guessing you figured out some unique ways to network that people really need to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's uh, lots and lots of networking organizations right. all over the world. Right. And I think that's that's the point is uh, is to let people know what you do. And if they know anybody that is in need of that, the word of mouth is the best, uh, the best advertising you can get. There you go. Well, and then there comes the uh, power of community because. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm I'm confident all four of us have 52 tips. <laughs> but what if we put our brains together with some other folks? And we did, you know, 15 tips and they all did 15 tips. And that's how we get to a booklet a lot faster. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's actually what we're going to be doing with Paulette here at Speaker Co-op. Uh, we'll be this be uh, doing a series of uh, whether it's business tips or self-help tips. I think the first book will be experts, you know, tips from our experts before we start doing any kind of niche thing. Um, but what's the, now you're going to have to help me remember the title, Paulette. We did, we decided for our first one. 
I know you've written it down. I've written it down yeah. somewhere. But <laughs> <laughs> so Lorraine had a question. Yeah, Lorraine had had a comment about having a challenge of how to find joint venture partners. So here's here's the situation. Jeff and I are doing a joint venture because I have something that can be helpful to his people. And he's got people who I know can benefit from what I offer. So Jeff being the magnetic personality that he is, <laughs> is charged with gathering together 14 other people who are interested in experiencing the benefit of having 14 people promoting each of us continuously continuously. That means every one of the people who participate in this, which includes Jeff, Jeff will have the inside back cover. There'll be 14 other interior pages. Each person will get their own page that will have three of your tips. It will have a blurb about your business. And this is all on this page that I just sent you to. And all of your contact information. It will not have your blood type. It will not have your, never mind. I won't go further there. No um, <laughs> I don't know you guys well enough to risk that. Um, <laughs> so it will have all of that. It, this page shows you what you will get, what you will receive. You will receive five printed copies of the booklet. You will receive a PDF that'll be graphically prof professionally designed. You will receive an audio recording of the content. And remember I said that, sure, you could do this all on your own. What was that, Jeff? It's five tips each, five times. Yes, I'm sorry, you're right. Oh, that's okay. Five tips each. Forgive me for that one, five Don't tips me. each. I didn't know if that was our secret handshake or what yeah, that no was. Worry. Okay, good, thank you. Um, five tips, 50 word, 50 word blurb about your business, benefit laden, and all full contact information. And that you will also get not only five copies, printed copies sent to you as part of this, so that you can distribute that. You can either give it away and or sell it. You will also get an ebook from me of tips to take to the bank, convert your content to cash. Lots of how, if you want the how, that's going to be extra. And that extra, some of it, a lot of it's going to come in to one hour Zoom calls live that I will personally share with you the nits and grits of what the heck to do with and how to do it with the products. So Lorraine, to your comment about finding joint venture partners, you think this got easier just now? That, that sounds find awesome. Joint venture partners? Yeah, definitely. It, it, Would you say? It definitely sounds awesome. We need to, it you is. know, connection is everything. And Networking is everything. A lot of the folks that I have dealt with have some barriers and issues with selling. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, sometimes I'll change the language to stay accurate and authentic, that we don't talk about prospects. We don't talk about um, lists. We don't talk about closing. We don't talk about any of that. We talk about visit people you already know, share with them your enthusiasm about this, get it all over them, mm -hmm. which I don't think will be difficult, and see how you can help them. 
Now, does that sound salesy? Visit, share, and help? Mm -hmm. That leans much more in the direction of give it away. Because as speakers, here's the big advantage. Once somebody gets a copy in any format of the content of this, and they ideally are somebody who is at least an influencer, if not a decision maker in hiring speakers. They really have difficulty many times bringing back the same speaker twice in a row. You've provided them 14 other people that they can contact. And somebody might say to you, gee, you know, this booklet's great, but I would really love a whole booklet that's just your own tips. That's when you have me on speed dial and we make that happen for you. So stuff like that. I have had clients who have made a sale of a bulk sale, 10,000 copies of the booklet before they ever wrote a word of it because they had such a well-established trusted relationship with fill in the blank, someone at a company that had the budget. Yeah, and it's an amazing add-on or value add when you're get when you're speaking. If you know if somebody's booking you to speak, and you say, you know, if at this level of uh, booking, everybody in the audience gets a copy of my booklet. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Or you can also say, if you would like everybody in the audience to get a copy of my booklet, it's an extra, you know, X number of dollars. Right. Which I will help you determine also. So the information is in the, the link for the information is in the chat for and this since, particular yeah. group. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to give a, a, another, a link that'll forward directly to that. So oh, okay. Having to do something complicated. Speakercoop.com slash booklet will get you to the info to participate with us in a booklet and if you want to do something with Paulette directly, obviously you can reach her through that as well. So Jeff is only going to be charged with participating as a participant in the booklet and herding cats. You can be helpful on that, by the way, because if you liked the essence of what you're hearing here, who else do you know that you can bring in that you already know in speaker co-op, my guess is you've probably made friends and connections within speaker co-op. And if they're not in speaker co-op, tell them what a great thing that is because they need to be benefiting from all of what Jeff offers. So we'll get this thing happening as soon as, and that you have provided the fill in the blank of the participant page and the author agreement. Once we've got all of that in, you will receive the deliverables within a month. That's pretty fast. Yeah, we're excited about it. This is uh, yeah. this will be the a nice thing to start the new year with for uh, all the speaker club members who want to be involved, and it'll help. It actually helps everybody, um, but we certainly want to encourage folks to jump on board. And go to speakercoop.com slash booklet and we'll uh, we'll be doing more than one so if you're listening to this recording in another year i'm sure there'll still be everything you need to know at speakercoop.com slash booklet 
Yeah, we'll be up to volume six or seven by then, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Anything you want to ask me right now, any of you? That was my next question. Was yeah. else Lorraine, you're really keeping a wonderful control oh, over sorry. all of that. Um, it's all buzzing. Yeah, but well, you know, sure, it's, it's... Yeah, I want to make sure everybody listening knows that, that this is an ongoing effort. We've got... Uh, this is only episode two. We're going to be learning all kinds of things from other speakers. Uh, the podcast will be broadcast regularly as soon as we get some more recorded. And uh, obviously, we, we want to bring you things to help your business as a speaker and your speaking efforts if you're speaking to get paid as opposed to getting paid to speak. Everything we, um, all the stuff we talk about will apply in both situations, of course. Uh, thank you so much, Paulette Ensign, for being our guest. Second episode. I'm so excited all this thing is happening. Bill Harrison, longtime friend and supporter and member of Speaker Co-op. Thank you. Lorraine, thrilled you were here. And uh, we've, we've seen you before, but we want to keep seeing you again. And uh, we'll uh, see everybody on the next one. Jeff, thank you so much for the invitation. The pleasure was mine. You're most welcome. Behind the lectern, more speakers by speakers. If you're in the top 25% of the fastest times. Wow, what a great speaker. Where did you find him? You know, I used to have trouble finding speakers. Then someone told me about speakercoop.com. Speakercoop.com? What's that? It's a website full of speakers who speak to groups like ours. How did you decide which speaker to choose? The website lets you search for speaker by topic. You can even type one search word in and find all the speakers who have that word in their topic. Then you can read the speaker's bio to see if they're a fit for your group. That sounds great. Yes, I'm using speakercoop.com to find all the speakers for our group this year. I've got to find a speaker for our luncheon next month. This will make it easy. I'm going to go to speakercoop.com. And over and over again. Thanks for joining us on Behind the Lectern. You can find an archive of our episodes at BehindTheLectern.com. You can also access useful speaking information at speakercoop.com forward slash education. Join us next time for another great speaker journey with an expert and our host, Jeff Klein. We'll catch you next time.